Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Great to be with you on this fine evening, late night, or maybe just getting started, depending on where you're at tonight. Hey, to each their own, I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here, Marco Belletti, as well on the updates. And as always, you are invited to join us. You can tweet us at CBS Sports Radio. I'm at Bart Winkler Show. Shep's at Shep on CBS. Uh, You can... Well, I guess, I mean, really just tweet and call is what we have set up for you. You could write us letters. You could write a letter and we'll read it in a couple weeks. Postcards. But let's just stick with the call route. That's been that's been time tested. Let's stick with the call route. 855-212-4227. Uh, was talking some Bill Belichick, obviously. Now that's the big story today in coaching. We had Pete Carroll who got it for the attention for a few hours. Then Nick Saban, and that's that's a bombshell, man. That's huge. That's huge because while there was some maybe speculation or light rumblings in terms of, hey, this guy's pretty good on TV. Maybe he could do that someday. Uh, he was under contract for a long time. It seems like everything's fine on the health. We'll hear from Saban a little bit later. But it's just it's it's, it's hard for him to do this. And this is a grind. And I do think the, the 24-7, like, College, college basketball, college football, both of them used to be 24 seven jobs where you have to be on the clock all the time. And somehow it's more than that. Now, even though there's not been a day added to the week, there's not been hours added in the day, but you just always, always, always have to be on top of it, have nine things going on at once. And when you solve half of those things, another nine pop up. I just don't know how anyone, I'm not even like how anyone would want to do it. I don't know how anyone can do it. It is just such a challenge. NFL, uh, I think is a little, I mean, if we're going to say easier, but it's not an easy job. Bill Belichick had 24 years. Well, let's say 20 years of championship football, six Super Bowl wins, nine appearances. Last four haven't been going well. So he and the Patriots realize there needs to be a split. Now we try to figure out what's next for New England and still what's next for Bill. Because I don't know that he wants to be done. You watch any clip of him, a lot of people have been sharing clips today. 
This is just not a guy that can turn off football. You know, there's some people that work a job for 40 years and then they never do anything like that again. You can be a plumber for 40 years, retire. You are never touching a sink again. You are just done. You are. It's just that I know I, you can do it. You're done. But with football, I don't know that Bill can do that. I don't know that he can turn off that switch. 855-212-4227. Paul is in Rhode Island. Hey, Paul. But welcome to Rhode Island. Great. Uh, Thanks for having all, me. Oh, absolutely. First of all, I'd like to thank Bill Belichick for his 12-hour days and his six Super Bowls. And I know we're selfish here in New England. i also like to thank Robert Kraft. For one reason only. If he didn't buy this team, we, this team could have been in St. Louis. Okay? But this is a business. And um, unfortunately, uh, results have to be there. But the, you know what the worst part about this package that came over tonight or today was that some fans are selfish. Okay? And we here in New England, we're kind of selfish. But now we don't need any more six Super Bowls, any more Super Bowls. We just want to make to the playoffs. When you move people from five states, five states to come to Massachusetts, you must get results. It is a $500 day for one person. Okay. You pay 60 bucks to park a car. You pay $18 for a beer. Now, you were talking about uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not a high-market team. But guess who fills Milwaukee when a team, even though Milwaukee's doing good and Oklahoma and all those teams? That's fine. Good for you. But it's when the high-market teams come to your stadiums, it fills up your stadium. For an example, two years ago, was it two years? Yeah, it was two years ago. New England played it played against Atlanta. You know how many people were in that stadium because they hate us because we beat them in, in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Eighteen thousand people. You know how many people were in the next day, the next game, Atlanta at home? Fifty thousand. Now you know Atlanta is all about college football. Okay. They don't have a big uh, fan base, just like the Chargers, they don't have a big fan base. So it isn't so much how they get marketing uh, revenue from the TV contracts. It's also if you own the stadium, like uh, what do you call it, uh, San, Fr- uh, San Francisco, uh, Golden State. Yeah. They make money on every hot dog beer they sell. Some teams don't have that privilege. I think they even charge their employees for parking. I'm telling you. And I hate to be like a village idiot from Allen, but that's how business is. And I don't care if my heat brother-in-law's in Vegas don't want me to call sometimes, but I know what I'm talking about. Your brother-in-law doesn't want you to call? My brother-in-law sometimes they don't want me to call because I go off <laughs> I go off topic, and Shep knows that. But I, I hit a lot of good topics, man. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this thing about uh, 
not getting recognized, not being a high market team, a low market team. Look how much we pay. We can't even get players to come to the East Coast. And well, I think you open up the purse. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I think you make a lot of great points. And Paul, thanks for the call. Thanks for welcoming me to Rhode Island. Thank you, my man. So the the uh, Foxborough Stadium the last few weeks, you've seen crowd shots of it, and it's been it's been empty, and it reminds me of a story about the Packers back in 2018 when they fired Mike McCarthy, and they fired him. They had lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals were bad that year. That was the Josh Rosen year. Cardinals came into Green Bay and won, and it wasn't so much the fact that the Cardinals won; it was the fact that. Mark Murphy, not an owner, but as close as you're going to get in Green Bay, looked across the stadium and nobody was there. And yes, there's a lot of different revenue streams that these teams get, but if you're running one of these teams, I don't think there's anything that lets you know how fans feel about you than if you look around your stadium and nobody's there. So in a smaller market, you know, okay, that happens. You you see some of these small market baseball teams, we think of Tampa Bay a lot, you know, not a lot of fans there. Or Miami sometimes struggles to draw, draw a crowd or whatever. Uh, you see that there's 81 home games. You see that, but that's fine. Bigger, the bigger the market, the more startling it is. Sure. When the stadium's empty. And I think that when the stadium's empty, that's a good reflection of, well, fans aren't passionate enough to come out here and cause you train them teams train you to spend a lot of money when you go to the games. Yeah, we would all like it to be dollar dog night like it used to be and 10 cent beer night and, you know, cheap tickets. And that's why we hunt for deals as much as we can. And that's why when I go to baseball games, I do order the tickets online and uh, put that I'm a senior citizen, even though I'm not because they never check and I get half off tickets. Try that. Try, try, try that. <laughs> if, if your club allows it day games, Day games, it works uh, for sure. You just buy. You just it's, you, all you do is click. I'm a senior citizen. They don't. They don't ask you. Uh, you get the tickets to your phone anyway. Nobody's stopping you. Nobody's coming and saying you're not as old as you said you were. Just one. Just one little hack. Um, also, the thing I like to do is anytime I go to a baseball game, I go, I park, I stand out for an inning, stand outside, and then I buy a ticket online. Because people are like, ah, screw this. I can't sell it. I'll just put it down to three bucks. Well, guess what? I got a fourth row seat for three bucks. So just just some fun with ticket pricing with Bart Winkler here tonight. But that's what they do. when if, if you're not trained enough, if you're not passionate enough to come out and really get to those stadiums and support your team, then you're probably not passionate to buy the merchandise or – you know, watch the game on TV and spend with those vendors or sponsors. So it's a, it's a ripple effect, but that's the sign more than anything that owners can actually see it. Like, Oh, we're in trouble. And the Patriots were in trouble. You know, the Patriots were in trouble. They got a, what the number two pick. They are, they were a bad football team this year and the fans responded in kind. And so I think bill was smart enough to know that he just kind of lost it there or whatever. Maybe go somewhere else where he can slide in. I think I think where Bill Belichick goes next is going to be interesting. I'm not sure there is an obvious spot for him. I don't think Bill Belichick, you know, if he wants to break down Shula's record, is he like 25, 30 wins away? 
So you'd like to be in a spot where over the next four years you can win eight, nine, ten games. What team is that? Is it Tennessee? Is it the Chargers? A lot of people like the Chargers because of Justin Herbert. I will still contend that that is not an attractive job. Justin Herbert's an attractive piece, but I don't know that the job, once you look at the roster, I'm, I don't know. The Falcons have so many weapons, but who's playing quarterback there? And if you're worried about Bill Belichick developing a quarterback, you're going to give him Desmond Ritter? I don't think that's going to work. 855-212-4227. Taylor is in Myrtle Beach. Hello, Taylor. Hey, uh, just to kind of hit on the whole Bill Belichick thing, I can see it probably being like, say, a 60-40 or maybe even as much as a 50-50 with him being the GM and the head coach. I mean, think about it. Like, whenever Brady first got there, the defense, I mean, I mean, throughout the whole 24 years, I mean, defense has basically been, what, almost top five, top ten at the worst probably for Bill Belichick. And as far as Nick Saban, Honestly, he could probably take over for Lee Corso on the whole, um, like, the game day. And one thing to almost cement Bill Belichick is, like, the greatest coach-GM combo type in, like, NFL history would be if he was to go to Carolina, finally get David Tepper out of the way. I mean, maybe even trade off, like, say, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, get, like, say, three or four first-round picks for him. Rebuild the whole team just on the way that he does it, you know? Well, I don't think, I mean, he's not clearing out David Tepper, but if you could say, David, I'll come, but you better never talk to me, that'd be good. But will will a guy like Tepper give away that kind of uh, power? I mean, that's why a lot of these guys, Taylor, thanks for the call. That's why a lot of these guys buy the team. And that's, you know, when I brought that up, I wasn't sure, I didn't know people would answer the question, but when I brought that up, it's like, how much is the quarterback and how much is the head coach? And I, like Shep, I'll ask you, because I always think it's like a 50-50 thing. It's like, I don't think you can determine it, but I think the real large piece of evidence is what did they do without each other? Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Bill Belichick scuffled with the team that he had built. And the only, I mean, Tom Brady was a missing piece there. Now, if Belichick goes somewhere else and wins... A Super Bowl again, well, then we're back to even. But I just have a hard time in watching the 20, what, 20 years they were together. Right. I have a hard time, like, being able to definitively say it's anything greater than 41 or 59. Jeez. 51-49. I have a hard time, like, not saying it's as equal as it gets. Sure. And, look, I think the reality is if Brady didn't do what he did in the first year of being with the new franchise – Without a proper training camp because of, you know, the pandemic, um, Bill Belichick would be able to ride off in the sunset. And there would be no question as to his legacy. But you even see it on CBS Sports Radio. Like when we're tweeting out, hey, when you think of Bill Belichick, what do you think of more? Carried by Brady or six Super Bowls? Like that's CBS Sports Radio. That's a reputable organization that has been around nationally for the last 12 years. And that wasn't even said tongue-in-cheek. And so there is this huge narrative out there that Bill Belichick benefited greatly from Tom Brady, a lot more than Brady ever benefited from Belichick. And look, you talk about being a defensive coordinator with the Giants and the two Super Bowls with Lawrence Taylor, but the reality is when he was with Cleveland, he had one good season in about five. The first year he was in New England, to your point, Bart, he struggled big time with Drew Bledsoe, big time. 
And that was one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL at that particular time. So Belichick's got something to prove, man. And that's why he's still coaching. Although he kind of looks like an idiot because he got uh, on Marv Levy for coaching until he was 72 years old. And it seems like Bill is going to be coaching until at least 72 years old. Tom Brady, there were games when he was in Tampa where he looked as bad as anyone in the league. I specifically remember a game against Chicago on a Thursday night. Did he have four picks? Maybe it was it was bad. Was Tom that, Brady. Like he didn't know he didn't know what down it was, right? Yeah, it yeah. was bad. And then in the last two minutes, guess who showed up? Tom Brady, and he figured it out, and they won. I just like Tom Brady. So we we say, oh, he went to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl. Um, they were eleven and five that first year. They did win a Super Bowl. They should not have beat the Packers. I will say that. Then they played a Chiefs team who was massively banged up. So they did win. They did win. But what if they didn't? Because the next year they got bounced to the Rams in the playoffs. And then the next year, 2022, they lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs. And they made the playoffs because they won their division. They won their division at 8-9. and nine. So let's say that 21 and 22 are the same. But in 2020, they get to the NFC Championship and lose to Green Bay. Then I think a lot of people say, well, I mean, they both couldn't win a Super Bowl without each other. We're not we're not dissecting how far did Tom go. But just even if he got to, even if he got to a Super Bowl, well, he got to a Super Bowl without Bill. Okay. But he won one. And I think that's why I mean, it just can't be that simple. These guys were together for 20 years. You so you see, I mean, maybe you haven't, but I've watched enough video where they've you see them bouncing ideas off of each other, and Brady learns from Belichick, and Belichick learns from Brady. And to just dismiss the 20 years that they worked together and then say it's the four years, three, four years where they didn't, that's how I'm determining that Brady's better than Belichick. I just don't think you have either without the other. Like Belichick coached in Cleveland. We're all seeing pictures of that now because he was with Saban. Um, Belichick did not win at a large rate without before he got to New England either. I mean, he was a great defensive mind. He was on those Parcells staffs. In Cleveland, he was there for four years. He won one time. He had one winning season. They went to a divisional game and lost to Pittsburgh. And then he goes to New England after he doesn't go to the Jets. 5-11 and 11 his first year. So Belichick comes there. Five of his first six seasons were losing seasons. So... You could say, well, Tom Brady came in and, and he showed them the way. But how much of Tom Brady, we've always said about Tom Brady is, is he a system quarterback? And we finally stopped saying that after, like, Tom Brady is not the greatest of all time. Tom Brady, is is this a hot take? Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback of all time. But we all say it now because we can't not. We can't, we can't not. He won seven Super Bowls. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, Bart. Are, are you saying... It, it, it before he won his seventh Super Bowl, he wasn't the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm saying that well, anybody now, that was still on the fence, okay, okay. Once I, he I, won his seventh, okay, I almost passed out there. So, so you you are not suggesting that there's someone greater than Tom Brady out there. I'm suggesting that there have been people that uh-huh. have played the quarterback position better than Tom Brady. Okay, but that was before. He no, did what still. He did. Bart, really? Tom Brady is not Tom Brady. Name me one thing. Uh huh. One. Yes. Thing that Tom Brady did 
that you've never seen another quarterback do. Set the single season completions record in passing at 45 years old. I know. Isn't that so easy to do when you just dink and dunk it down the field the whole time? You don't dink and dunk with Mike Evans. And Chris Godwin was hurt at the beginning of the year, too. I remember the guy in his friend, he was really a rookie, Bart. You remember this? When John Madden was calling the Super Bowl, nobody thought, as a rookie, you should try to score with less than a minute left. You just take the knee and you play in overtime. And Tom Brady completely made John Madden wrong. And nobody makes John Madden wrong but Tom Brady. And that was in year one. That's not even to mention the 21 years later of Tom Brady. And remember something. You want to talk about something you've seen from him that you've never seen before? Try coming back from 28-3 down in a Super Bowl. Try at 40 years old, throwing for overall 500 yards. And because your defensive genius as a head coach claims he was at the time at least, gave up 40 points to a backup, you end up not coming up uh, you know, promising of seven Super Bowls. Bart, you, you, you're, being, you're, being, you're being disrespectful to Tom Brady. No, I'm not. This is the nuance here. The nuance is, yep. the nuance is, and I, look, a lot of people were saying this, and then he won with Tampa, and then no one says it anymore. Most accomplished. Look, if the answer to my question is he knows how to win. He, he knows how to win. I just mentioned that Bears game. He was awful. He came and he won. Tom Brady probably knows how to win better than any other quarterback we've ever seen. So that's what I will give him. What, what, but I, what, but there's a lot of guys that make throws that Tom Brady never could. There's a lot of guys that can use their legs well, well, like Tom yet. Brady he, never could. There's a lot of guys that uh, are more accurate. Well, but, there's a Bart, lot of guys Bart, that throw a better Bart, ball. Bart, Vince, Vince Carter could jump higher than Michael Jordan, right? Carl Malone was stronger than Michael Jordan. Allen Iverson was quicker than Michael Jordan. But to your, but you got to factor in everything. That goes with being a basketball player. You have to factor in everything that goes with being a quarterback. Yeah, he'll never be as fast as Michael Vick. Michael Vick now is probably faster than what Brady was in his rookie year in New England. But you talk about putting it all together. This guy had you-know-what kind of kahunis, right? He had unbelievable stones every single time the game mattered. And you know what? You rose to the occasion with him because that's the confidence he instilled in that lineup, in that huddle every single time he was out there. Now, you want to talk about accuracy? Maybe he doesn't have the same kind of accuracy as Drew Brees, but he could make those same airtight throws that Brees could at the end of games. He could still air it out 65, 70 yards the way we saw from John Elway in the early mid-80s. He could do everything great. I'll give you this, Bart. I can't remember there being a particular skill set where Tom Brady was the best, right? Whether it's outside the hashes, whether it's being able to do something like absolute throw zip on it the way Brett Favre used to do where he used to hurt every single wide receiver's hands. But you put it all together. There's nobody even in the same discussion as Tom Brady for the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, as you're saying these things, I just think that the way that he was able to take fumbles and turn them into incomplete passes, thanks to helps from the officials. Oh, Nobody else you, could oh, do it. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, listen, we can get Charles Woodson, and he can join you in this parade of Tom Brady being lucky. <laughs> no one else. I, and I'm not. This is not. I don't want to talk about Tom Brady anymore. But that's how great he is. When Tom Brady retired, Bart, not one person. 
Not one person brought up Bill. Well, he's great because of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick retired, the most accomplished coach in the history of NFL head coaches. Yeah, but that and doesn't half happen. Of people are talking about, well, he's only that because of Brady. But that, but that doesn't Brady's happen greatness. if Brady doesn't win that Super Bowl. No, because because anyone with a brain could still tell you, yes, he had a good Matt Castle year in 2008, but they still didn't make the playoffs that year. I'm not saying Tom Brady's bad. I'm not saying he's average. I'm not saying he's not You're elite. You're saying there's room for an argument for someone who is greater at the quarterback position in NFL history, and you and I both know that's just substantially wrong. You could say he's not as good as other things like Aaron Rodgers in terms of as athleticism, in terms of him being able to roll out, in, t- in terms of him make, being able to make the improbable look possible. I'll give you all that. But you cannot tell me anybody puts it all together the way that Tom Brady has. And by the way, Bart. I gave you that. I gave okay, you that. Okay, fair enough. And, and just last, I'm sorry. And very lastly with this, there is nobody that has played the quarterback position from beginning to end as consistently great as Tom Brady. Every other quarterback, every other all-time great quarterback, maybe with the exception of Joe Montana to some extent, fell off when it was all said and done. Brady never did. Brady fell off at the end that last year. He was terrible. Really? When he set yes. the all-time single-season mark in completions, when he had a winning record, but his, you know, but uh, for some reason, Bowles decided not to take it seriously in Week 17, so he, he took him out, and so therefore he had that losing 8-9 record. All right, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Tom Brady, Tom Brady has been in games where it didn't look like any other quarterback would win, and he won those games. And that's that's why he is considered the greatest because he did it enough times where people like me can't say that he's not because we'll get bullied out of it because you just say seventh, and that's all you gotta do: seven Super Bowls. But there were also but multiple. I, there were also multiple parts. You remember this? Even but I have in, never twenty twenty two multiple fourth quarter comebacks. Rams. You remember that? You remember that game against the Pan- you remember that game against the uh, the Panthers as well with Steve Wilkes? He had multiple fourth quarter comebacks. We was down double digits and he came back at 45 years old. I have never one time seen Tom Brady do something and saw and gone, "Wow, never seen that before." Yeah, you've never seen a tw- you, you so, but we never saw a 28-3 Super Bowl comeback before Brady. We never saw a 27-3 divisional round comeback the way he did against the Rams if not for a miraculous play by Stafford and Cup. The Bucks would Falcons win that game blew and go that back one. to back. And James White should have been the MVP, <laughs> but All right, um 855-212-4227. All right, some juices flowing here, Shep. That's good. That's good. That's good. CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to The Bart Winkler Show, heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler. This portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Uh, I think the most accurate thing that was said between Shep and I just moments ago was that, yes, when Tom Brady retired, we didn't talk a lot about Bill Belichick. And when Bill Belichick is moving on from New England, we do bring up uh, Tom Brady. Just because offhand, I was just trying to wonder, you know, how much does a quarterback make the coach, vice versa? I don't think that there is a way to answer that question. And ever since I said that, 
We've been trying for an hour to answer that question. So I don't I don't know. Uh let's get out to Big Ron, who is in Jersey. Big Ron. Bart, how's it going tonight, man? Good, what's up? Well, look, um I have a I am so glad you and Chef went into that argument about um Brady being the GOAT because uh, spirited have... conversation. Okay. That was a very spirited conversation and I have a lot to say on that. But before I get into that, I just and I don't want to one up Q, but I know that um Shep and Marco are here in New York City, and I live in suburban New York City. So, Bart, I will fly you out, put you up in my home, and pay for all your meals till you come out here to New York City. And me, you, Shep, and Marco will hang out and we'll do the town right. It'll be like Muppets take Manhattan, man. Ooh, I like that better. Uh, Let's do that. Should I bring Q then or no? Yeah, I'll bring Q. I'll put him up okay. too. All right. All right. Okay. But you know what? You should still, those guys should still see Milwaukee, you know. It's a very underrated town, and um, they should see him. But look, back to the whole Brady is the GOAT discussion here. And you can you can feel free to bring Shep in and have him turn on his mic because I want to hear his rebuttal. But I believe that. Football is the ultimate team sport. There are 22 players, 11 players on each side, plus special teams. You only play half the game, and you're only one of 11. Now, yes, the quarterback is the most important position, but I do not believe that Super Bowl victories should be the equivalent of judging who is the GOAT at the quarterback position. I don't believe Super Bowl victories should be a quarterback statistic. If it was then Brady would be the GOAT, and, you know, Bradshaw would be second with four Super Bowls. Montana only won three. Troy Aikman. He won four. No, I, I, I think he won. Didn't he won three, and didn't um, Steve Young win one? No, no, Big Ron, you're making, you're making good points. I just want to make sure we're as accurate as possible about this. So, remember, Joe Montana had that uh, ten touchdowns, zero interception run, and four Super Bowls. Now, he would have won five, likely. If he stood, if he stuck around, but they elected to go with Steve Young, who okay, threw six so touchdowns in the '95 man. Super Bowl. You okay, might be I, thinking that he won three Super Bowl MVPs, and then Jerry Rice got the other one. Jerry, okay, maybe. All right, I stand corrected. Yeah. So Montana would be tied with, with Bradshaw Correct. with four, and then Aikman would chime in as the third greatest quarterback of all time with three Super Bowl victories, and Eli Manning would be the be the uh the fifth greatest uh quarterback of all time with two and ben roethlisberger would be tied with eli with two super bowls and let me just tell you something about troy aikman he is the most overrated first ballot hall of famer to ever walk this earth in you know you can't compare players to different eras so i'm not going to compare him to mahomes okay But Brett Favre was in his era. And in Brett Favre's worst season with the Packers, he threw 18 touchdowns. In Troy Aikman's best season with the Cowboys, he threw 23 touchdowns. And in the second season, he threw 19. So he had two seasons where he eclipsed Favre's worst touchdown. Okay, he was a game manager. The guy won three Super Bowls. He was the first ballot Hall of Famer. 
for being a game manager because he played behind the best offensive line in NFL history, and he had one of the better running backs in NFL history, and just game managed. How about and, this take? Uh, how, how about this take, yeah. Ron? Yeah. Troy Aikman was what people think Brock Purdy is. Do you follow? Man. I follow. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has a lot of talented offensive players. We would we him. would still live in a society. Disrespect on the show. We would live in a society, Shep, where the phrase "system quarterback" would never been invented Guys, if Troy Aikman did not play football. We're talking about a player that has won two playoff games compared to a guy that has won three Super Bowls. You guys, are you are being disrespectful to Troy? Like. That's unbelievable. Brock, now, listen, Brock Purdy could end up being Troy Aikman. But, you know, Troy Aikman did win a Super Bowl MVP. Like, this wasn't like a Ben Roethlisberger performance against Seattle. Like, this wasn't like Brad Johnson in the Super Bowl. This wasn't This wasn't somebody, you know, obviously we always go back to, like, Brad Johnson. We always go back to, like, uh, Trent Dilfer. Like, he wasn't that. Now, granted, Emmett Smith was exceptional. But Troy was pretty good, too. Now, I'll, I'll give you guys this. Emmitt Smith was the best player on that Dallas Cowboys team. And you can make a legitimate argument that Michael Irvin was second. But Troy Aikman was one of the main reasons why they won three Super Bowls. I say that. No, Ron, you you got to remember. One thing that you got to remember is Troy Aikman, to his left, he was as good as handing the ball off to Emmitt Smith as he was to his right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the best player on that Dallas Cowboys team was not Emmett Smith. It was the offensive line. It's Larry line. Allen. It's Larry, Larry Allen. Guys, it was guys, Larry look, Allen. At, look at Emmett's numbers when the guy was 35 years old in year 15 playing for Arizona. He was still putting up 1,000 yard seasons. Emmett Smith was the best no, player on that no, team. No, I think he was 997. Oh, you, yes, yes, but in theory, you know what I'm talking Yes, in theory, he was a 1,000 yard rusher. Even at 35 years old, when guys today couldn't play past the age of 32 at running back. What was that? Why do I know that? Uh, one year, because he had, he had that, that nine thirty-seven. Right, he had yeah. that thousand-yard <laughs> consecutive streak. Correct. <laughs> I will take I will take Barry Sanders over Emmett Smith every day of the week. Yeah, you know what, Emmett Smith would be well, pretty everyone, good too. Well, everyone, everyone would do that. On half his run at everyone attacks. does that. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, Emmett Smith wasn't touched for like five yards, man. You guys are forgetting how tough this guy was. You guys remember him playing like injured in all these games and what he did against the Giants and playing hurt in the Super Bowl. Like that. Who are talking about as... Troy again? No, I'm talking about Emmett. Like, well, God. we're there's, we're not. We don't need Emmett. Who started slandering Emmett? Emmett's great. Well, you, I, I said Emmett's the best player, and then of course, you know. Oh, you we got, said Larry Allen. You got, you got, yeah, you said Larry Allen and oh, Big Ron. Said well, we were right about that. Aside yeah. Nate Newton and Larry <laughs> Allen, who else can you guys mention on that offensive line? Daryl Johnson was a good fullback. Daryl fullback. Johnson, man, he was the a moose. good fullback. Yeah, yeah, fullback is part of the offensive line. You know what? Emmett Smith was so good, he was dominant in the NFL as a running back with a guy with gray hair blocking for him. Okay. Uh, Jay Novacek. <laughs> He was pretty good. Alvin Harper was another guy I think of, but Emmett Smith was the best player on that team. Ask any Cowboys fan in the 90s who the best player was, and they won't say Troy Aikman, but they're not going to also say Larry Allen or Jay Novacek. I promise you that. Uh, anything Troy else, Ron? Well, Ron, we got to get to an update. Anything else? All right, yeah. Troy Aikman in his best year through 23 touchdowns. That's how I want to go out on this call, man. And one, only one season with more than uh, 19. Yeah, this is only, only this is only twenty. Yeah, yeah. The guy is a fraud and should not be in the Hall of Fame because 
I'm telling you, Super Bowls should not be a quarterback stat. Ron, great stuff as always. That is big, Ron. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna debate that at his house when he brings us to suburban uh, New Jersey. And I've seen uh, his pictures of his liquor cabinet. We're gonna be in for one. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I'm not quite sure what we're talking about, or more importantly, why. But we'll continue to do that. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart. Thank you. If you are on hold, I will get to you unless uh, we run out of time or you hang up. Otherwise, if you call. We'll make every uh, effort to get to you at some point. 855-212-4227. And let's get to Greg in Michigan right now. What's up, Greg? B.W. Bart Winkler, Mr. Positive. Hey, you guys having a great conversation about the greatest quarterbacks, but you're forgetting about arguably the third best. Peyton Elvis Manning, the cerebral assassin. There is nobody more cerebral, more understanding um, defenses than him. Everyone should learn how he could read um, uh, uh, defensive schemes. Now, the more important thing that we're getting at, and I love it all. I love it all. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Mr. Pizzi and the Shizzy loves it. Um, Oof. uh, Workshop that uh, one again, but that was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When we talk about Belichick and we talk about great coaches and who makes who, what, when, and where. Um, I've articulated this earlier um, on various broadcasts around the world. Um, All great coaches have all had great players. Jordan, uh, Lemieux for Scotty Bowman, Kareem, Magic for um, Riley, um, you know, and it goes on and on and on. So what basically it comes to upon reflection, is that um, great coaches are made by great players. And here's the uh, reason, arguably, is because the coach, I guess, if you will, what's his name from um, Chicago Bulls, uh, is the Zen master. Phil Jackson. Um, Didn't you just say his name? I think so. I I thought maybe I said uh, Bowman or Pat Riley. Oh, okay. um uh, you know, these great coaches have to understand the dynamics of great players. So, you know, you got to ask, great players make great coaches or great pl- coaches make great players. But all of them, the common de- denominator is that all great coaches have great players. You have to ask yourself then, well, did the coach make them? In essence, they made the uh, scheme – they made the um, plays focused on that ability, like a Jordan and how he plays, or LeBron, the GOAT of all time, how he plays. Um, yeah, the uh, uh, Lakers are getting spanked, and, and I, I, I'm, I turned it off. But what say you, BW? Well, I think this is very interesting, and uh, thanks for the call, Greg. I think it leads to a lot of different things, because when you were talking about that, I'm trying to think in my head, and I don't know if anyone's ever done an in-depth analysis on this or or what, 
but who is the greatest coach to do the most with the least? And could we say, like, who who comes to your mind? Larry Brown, Bob Knight. Okay, so a college guy. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, Nick Saban, who we're we talking about a bunch. Well, Larry Brown winning a, an NBA championship without a first ballot Hall of Famer. Where, would you put Spolster in there, even though he's not won a title since LeBron? See, that's a good one. But, yeah, if we're talking about getting to the mountaintop, winning it all, winning the biggest prize in the sport, yeah, Spolster, you can't make that claim about. Um, I'm trying to think. Because you can never, you can never, you can never, like, dice, you can never come up with the answer into, did a coach make a coach? <laughs> whoa, 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 I went coach. Uh, I don't do that much. But did a coach make the quarterback or did a quarterback make the coach? Uh, another reference when Aaron Rodgers got into this football league, <laughs> sure. he threw like a dork. Yeah. Well, he threw like he was throwing darts that with he, a football. That, and McCarthy helped him, but no one would ever say Mike right. McCarthy made Aaron Rodgers. Right, right, right. Maybe he did. That Eagles team, they did not win with a superstar. They did not win a Super Bowl with a superstar. They didn't even have a starting quarterback, Doug Peterson. Now, granted, not the best showing for him in 2023. But Trevor got hurt and banged up the last few weeks. So you kind of get a little bit of a pass. And we found out that he might stink also. Yeah. And and look at how that quarterback stinked uh, with a great college coach. And then look how he actually looked with uh, Peterson in his first year with them together, making the playoffs, winning a round, compared to the four-win team they were the season before. So you got to go with so, you got to go with Doug Peterson. He, he has to be on the top of your list for doing more with less. I was trying to think of uh, Popovich, but every time Popovich has won a title, he's had stars. Yeah, I mean, he had Tim Duncan in all every single one of those titles. So, I don't, I, and that's the thing is because if you're going to win a title, you usually do it with good star players. You know, but you know we never credit the coach for creating right. those stars. We, we we can't gloss over this guy, um, Bruce Bochy. You know, the, I, those Giants teams. I mean, Posey. The Freak, Sandoval, they had some good players, yeah. Bumgarner, but there was no superstar in that Giants team. Well, the problem with that is nobody cares about baseball. <laughs> okay. well, that's another <laughs> argument, but doing doing more with less, I mean, Bruce Bochy has to be there as well. Yes, you're right. So, so I mean, that's if anybody's got it, like, that's what I'm, who's the best coach ever when you take the players out of it? I don't know because you could say, well, this guy, this, this guy, this, but then you think, well, was that because of him? It's it's fascinating, and that's why this Brady-Belichick question that we've inadvertently stumbled on is so tough. We'll keep talking to you guys. We got a couple more hours to hang out. 855-212-4227, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.